0: The bar and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to ToeFop, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And let me start by saying a thank you to the teabaggers out there. Nice. I'm talking directly to you. Yeah. We had a nice surprise on Monday when uh, the show ranked number two behind Hamish and Andy who have about 10 million votes and listeners. I think Hamish and Andy could never again release something and they would still be number one on iTunes. Yeah. In all of our lifetimes. Well, there was a time when we started the podcast where every time I checked, we were always behind Josh Thomas and Friend. Yeah. And I'd check Josh Thomas and hadn't released one since like 2006. Yeah. We're not as popular as an old podcast. <laughs> people would rather go back and listen to something from two years ago than listen to our new thing. But it turns out that uh, lots, of, lots of people are downloading it and, re- and leaving nice comments and stuff. And so now we've just got to fucking take down Hamish and Andy. <laughs> Take those fuckers down, but it literally is like you know they always there's always a um, on big footy when someone's posting about you know what ranking team somewhere there's always a thing that well they'll say like Geelong, daylight and then you know Collingwood yeah and I think it is Hamish Nandy and daylight universe <laughs> Milky Way like everything we've, well we've got to bring them down they've got <laughs> they've got that too nice guy image you know like we've got to fucking do something about that do you, but does that mean we have to take a counter like, do we have to be bad guys, or could we be nice guys who upset the nice guys? Oh, you know what it could be like, actually. It's a little like... Uh, did you see WrestleMania, or did you see any of WrestleMania? No. Uh, so you know The Rock fought John Cena. I knew he was going to fight him, but don't yeah. know who won. So they've been having this argument for a year. The argument started the day after WrestleMania last year, and they've been having <laughs> an argument for a year. And right back then, it was like, I'm going to fight you at WrestleMania next year. You're like... Not next week. Are they wrestlers or a married couple? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is, that is a long time in the future to arrange a fight. Seeing that in wrestling, normally when you're having a your business meeting, a fight just breaks out. You're just going, no, we'll fight in yeah. a year from now. But they finally fought and The Rock won. And the Rock won? Yeah. Ah, oh, see, I thought there's no way he was going to win. Because what does that kind of say about the WWE? It's it like- says that The Rock is still awesome. <laughs> I guess what they're saying, though, is we value our biggest stars over our working stars, like our former biggest stars. Yeah. I suppose they did it with Hulk Hogan. When, they, when he came back, they really gave him a push, didn't they? Yeah, but then... But he, he was back full-time wrestling. It doesn't make any sense. The Rock's going to go back and make movies. Yeah. That's how good The Rock is. That's what they're saying. The Rock can just turn his hand to anything. <laughs> he, can, he can be in Hollywood dominating that, and then he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and wrestle for a while as well. Do you follow his Twitter account? Yeah. You I do. F- do you find those kind of inspirational messages kind of annoying? No, I find them inspirational. Like, you know, I'm going to get up and, you know, eat a boots to ass like uh smoothie yeah. and then get a boots to ass <laughs> like everything has a boots to ass thing. It's like I don't know, I like that. That hashtag boots to ass. Or boots to asses. Yeah. I I know I'm into that. It inspires me. Does I- it really inspire you? Yeah. It inspires me, but in the same. But what about when Harry O. Well, uh, he often quotes like the Dalai Lama. Yeah, no nah, fuck, fuck Harry O. And the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Give me the Rock. <laughs> There's no boots to ass hashtag. <laughs> I do like the Rock more than I like Harry O. Or the Dalai Lama. Yeah, I've met the Dalai Lama and I've met the Rock, and I can tell you, I was more excited about it. I haven't meeting met Harry rock. O. Though. I haven't met Hario. well, it could be a surprise. Hario could be the Stephen Bradbury of this analogy. And I'd be like, I like him the most. But Hario lives in Australia and doesn't even follow me on Twitter. So fuck Harry o. <laughs> <laughs> Um So, uh, no, I like The Rock. And when I met The Rock, it was like, it was I think it was the most exciting thing that's ever happened in my life how big big is he like sometimes they inflate their heights and weights in the wrestling but is he what a good 6'3 6'4 I reckon he was bigger than me how tall are you 6'2 nearly 6'3 so yeah so like he was I would say he was at least yeah sort of 6'4 6'5 and he was big yeah but the other thing about him is he shines he shines like he's the golden child (laughs) he shines like he's from another planet it's just and I don't mean in a sort of wrestling he's oiled up way just in a he has this luminous presence that he carries with him. My heart started racing when I met him, and he shook my hand. I literally could hear my own heart through my chest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die at the hands of the rock, not, not a people's elbow, you know, nothing like that. A kind word or a handshake. Yeah, and my heart is gonna explode. That is just how good the rock is. I had a friend um, whose head used to shine. He, he was, he had, a, he used to shave his head, and. Uh, whenever he took hard drugs it would shine right. <laughs> like so if he drank or like smoked weed or whatever you wouldn't be yeah. able to tell but I could always and because he was one of those guys who would always try and conceal when he was on drugs you know like you'd say you want something He's like no 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 no, just you know whatever yeah. but his head shining but his head would shine <laughs> his like, head's it, glowing it, it would get this sheen it, would, it, it looked like it looked like a, a like a just a slow. If you had like an old gas lamp, you know yeah. how you, you light it and then you slowly turn up the gas and it just slowly kind of begins to illuminate. That's what would happen with his head. It would just slowly start to shine. Well, I guess that was the good news when he if he was really high and he got home and he couldn't sleep, he could actually read in bed by the light of his own head, yeah. <laughs> like his own little nightlight, in his noggin. Um, uh, so we are recording this before this gig will have happened, but. By the time this podcast goes up, we will have done um, our first ever live podcast. So how did it go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we speculate? Should we do some time capsule? Well, yeah, why not? Okay. All right. Let's, we can make some predictions. Although, making a time capsule prediction about something that we actually are involved in... <laughs> like isn't really a time capsule yeah, because right. we have we the, can, control. We can make these predictions. I was like, I bet we talk about this and then I'll just write that down and I'll make sure we talk about it. It's not much of it. I'm like, I'm yeah, a genius the way I point. predicted what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> How about you talk about what your fears or expectations about the podcast are and then we can measure based on, you know, on what happens. Well, it's funny because I, uh, I was thinking about it last night. And I did have like a, a slight panic attack where it's oh my God, like I have to actually get up in front of people and do this thing. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was in my head, I was like, well, maybe I should actually just like bring something to the table. Why don't I actually bring something in, you know, so I'm not, not just there like a deer in the headlights. And in my head I was like, oh, because this is only like the second time I've ever got up in front of like a, a comedy crowd yeah. since I did Raw 12 years ago. Why don't I bring in that routine I did? Oh Oh, that's pretty good, at actually. Eh? And so I thought about it. I thought, yeah, it's funny, because yeah. we could go through it like jokes by right. joke, we can and punch you guys yeah. could critique me. But then I thought about it, and I was like, but what if no one laughs? Like, what if I read it out, and it's not like, you guys, it's so bad, you guys can't even make fun of it, you know what I mean? Like, what if I read it out, and it's like I've just read out, you know, instructions from a, you know, a Czech uh, instruction manual? <laughs> it's that kind of, you guys don't even know how to make jokes about it, because it's that bad. Oh, no, I think we'd always find a way to make fun of you. <laughs> I don't I don't feel like that would be a problem. Well, that's the other thing. Do I want to? Do I want to deliberately make fun of myself in front of like a group of people? Well, here's what I'm going to say, Charlie. You're going to get made of fun of either way. So you might as well be the one who started it. That way, you, you think? think then you have ownership of it. We can, yeah, I guess I can have ownership over, over you starting making fun of me as well, though. I don't know that I need to bring that extra heat on myself. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. What if? I mean, I mean, here's the worst scenario. We, what if you did that, set... Yeah. and everybody loved every joke and you realised you made a hideous <laughs> mistake by giving up stand up comedy and you should just stuck at it and you'd probably be a massive star now <laughs> that's a worse scenario if it goes badly you know you made the right decision I mean you probably get asked though when you've done interviews um, oh can you remember your first joke what's the first joke you ever told or what's yeah. your first routine um, I can, I, I can't remember bit by bit what it was. And I, and I'm guessing this may be from the first gig. This was certainly stuff that was in my first few gigs. Like this is the first kind of material I remember having, uh, two bits. Um, one was about, um, being on the doll because of course I was a comedian starting out. So right. Well, you know, I was on the doll. Yeah. I was talking about being on the doll and the, the, I think 90% of my mates who got into comedy, that was, all, was always about your yeah, housemate smoke dope. And being on the doll. I loved it when Husey got really famous and really rich because he was—he had the best doll material of anyone. In fact, his doll material was the material that that made him famous. But we were all just sitting around going, what's he going to do now that he's living in a gold house in the clouds? <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, right. It's like uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'm trying to keep it real in my mansion. And so, um, so I had this doll bit and it was around the premise of... You know how I think in society we're so quick to judge people or group people like you know a refu- yes this person's a boat person or this person's a you know gay activist or this person's a lefty or a hippie or or whatever or no. a right winger like we, we we do it all the time to different things mm. um but if you know a person from the, that group like like I know people who are racist like all oh, Asians are bad drivers yet they don't think their mate who was Asian is a bad driver because they know him. Yeah, yeah. He, does, that's when he, he doesn't count when I'm saying yeah, that yeah, thing, right? I'm talking about the other ones. Yeah. And I think that's the same with pretty much anything. So at the time, there was a big anti-doll bludger thing, and I was saying that, you know, but if you knew someone who was on the doll, you understood their individual circumstance, and there might be a great reason that they're, you know, taking that small amount of money for that small amount of time to, for whatever needs, you know. Yeah. So that was the premise of the bit. Yeah. But this was, like, actually the bit was... Um, uh, oh, yes, there's been a lot of yeah, criticism of doll Bludgers, um, but that's because we just don't personally know them, right? If you know someone, you empathize, empathize with them. Uh, so here's what I reckon they should do. Uh, they should take uh, a leaf out of World Vision and introduce a sponsor a Doll Bludger program. Uh, you pay your taxes, you get a little picture of your doll bludgers standing in line down there at Centrelink. It was called Centrelink. Uh, it's still and, called Centrelink, isn't it? Oh, no, sorry. It was the CES. That's oh, what so it was. <laughs> yeah, it was the CES. That's what it was. So, yeah, you get a little picture of your doll bludgers standing in line down the CES and they send you a letter and tell you what's on Ricky Lake, which, again, dates <laughs> where the joke was from. <laughs> but, so there was that. That was like... That was your only one? That was... The, and the other... I had a bit about the TV show Gladiators. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Really doesn't stand the test of time, does it? It was about the travelator. At the start of the show, they would say, um, oh, no, they'd say... Gladiators, ready. Contestants, ready. Gladiators, ready. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. But no, no, this was the warning at the start of the show that said, kids, do not try this at home. And so my whole, the premise of my bit was like, yeah, because that's what I'm like every day at home, running up the later to my front steps. And then I had like going in the, I can't remember what the rest of it, but that was the, <laughs> yeah. and on it goes, H- hilarity <laughs> in shoes. <laughs> Were you actually a doll budger? Uh I was on the doll. For how long? Uh, less than a year, but um, uh, you know, I, I was, was that a- back in the day, I was on the doll for about, I'd say about six months or a mm-hmm. year. And, uh, but I think when I was on the dole, it's probably after you, probably about five years after you, mine was like, you know, mid 2000s or early 2000s. Yeah. And they had all these different requirements that you had to do to get the dole in terms of like keeping a diary and job interviews and stuff like that. Did you have to do that kind of shit? Yeah. Our requirement was you had to make up two jobs you'd applied for that week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And (laughs) put it in a diary. So we had the same lot. But mine one, I remember, um, supermarkets, I was was doing, I was doing, doing, was doing. No, just, supermarkets didn't take real, like, names of, like... Yeah, so yeah. Always, if you were in trouble because you hadn't actually done one, it was always just a, a supermarket. I somewhere. put Gemma's name down at least, like, you know, probably at least 15 times right. under different pseudonyms from different organisations, if this person calls. Um, but uh, I remember when I first went on the dole, I was doing this play in Erskineville, and everyone in there was, like, a fucking unemployed actor. And um, this guy told me that, oh, you can go on the dole because he said, have you worked professionally as an actor to this point? And I was like, yes. And he's gone, okay, well, there's a, a rule that says if you have worked professionally as an artist or an actor that you don't actually have to look for work for the first 12 months. And I was like, well, brilliant, fucking money for nothing. And so I went in and, uh, you know, I had my meeting and stuff and they were like, so, you know, here's your job, Dara. I'm like, no, 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 I won't be needing that. You know, I'm, a, I'm an actor who has worked and apparently... And they are like, oh, we don't have any system. And I'm like, no, it's there, it's there. And I don't know if it was through their apathy or just my powers of persuasions, but for like that first three or four months, I wasn't, I just kept telling people because I'm an actor, <laughs> I don't have to look for a job. And they kept being like, but is that a real rule? I don't think it is. Right. I think this guy just told me. <laughs> this guy told you a thing and, and I just believed, believed it, it enough well, I believe that it you convinced them. <laughs> The people who made the rules in the first place. I think it was because he said it to me with such (laughs) confidence. It was like, it's a no-brainer. That I was like, yeah, it is a no-brainer. And then that attitude infected the people that sent the link. You may well be part Jedi. (laughs) That's a genuine, these are not the droids you're looking for moment. Well, that's what conning's all about, isn't it? Confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, confidence to the point of just a lack of self-awareness, you know. I mean, we may have told this story before about how I got got conned by a guy at a video store. It's probably worth retelling, but... So I was um, working at the video store, and in the local area, we would sign checks for people, like yep. local businesses, if they wanted um, cash, yep. they would bring a check. And they bring would bring a Czechoslovakian person in and sign them. <laughs> yeah. Even if we've told this before, I'm going to try for new jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the jokes I would have told last time. So some of these might seem a bit weirder than usual. So this guy came in, and uh, there was a shop down the road that's getting renovated, and he came in and said, oh, look, I've just bought this shop down the road, and um, I'm just wondering, i got to pay a builder, could you just give me like 200 bucks in cash? I said, yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, no, I found out afterwards that he was a con man and he was going in waiting for a new person to start their shift and then he'd go in and did the same story and he got it away with like about 1500 bucks or something no, like that. It's not a bad little con. But the reason that he was so believable is that he was, he just didn't see like the con was woven into everything else. Like the way he was chatting to me, like he didn't come in saying, looking for money straight away. He was talking about the posters and stuff and then. You know, we're chatting back and forth about where I'd gone to university, and he knew someone who went to that university. So when the request for the money came out, it seemed so kind of like secondary to everything else that was going on. I didn't really think twice. That was the Jedi mind trick. You know what? I, I think I would quite like to be a con person. Like you know, I I don't think I would have the balls for it, but I kind I don't be, think you would either. But I, I there is yeah in my head I kind of go that would be a fun thing to do I wonder if you could just like if everything fell apart which it may well at some stage but you kind of could have, I just go on the road and, and become like a you grifter in your day to day life yeah well that's what I mean like I yeah, had definitely like if you had, conning to, skills, if you had skills. if you had no choice if I had to go on the lamb, if I had to go to another country if you become like Lorenzo Lamas in Renegade yeah exactly riding a Harley you got a leather vest on no shirt yeah long hair your best friend's an Indian <laughs>
1: What was his name?
0: Johnny Six Killer. Johnny Six Killer. Johnny Six Killer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In this reboot, he's played by Taylor Lautner. Oh, did you see? I I, I didn't read the whole article, but they're doing a, a twins sequel. And it's not... Yeah, but it's not our um, uh, Ashley and Mary-Kate Olsen. (laughs) They're actually twins. It's triplets. Yeah, it's Eddie Murphy is the new addition. Well, people have put it on our Facebook page. I don't know if it's true. It seems so ridiculously stupid. Right. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming back to do a comedy. I don't know. Is he still doing movies? He's back doing movies. Really? Yeah, because now he's, like, not governor anymore. He's like, well, what's he going to do with his time? Fuck (laughs) housemaids. Yeah, but he's... Got caught doing that, <laughs> so he's not allowed to do that. He's, got, he's like, um, I was going to take some time off, but uh, my fucking housemaid's time is out, and my governor time is out. I've got a lot of free time. I know this is about six months, you yeah. know, too late, but what is the deal with that? Like, <laughs> is, That's just purely about guys just like to be able to have sex with people. and It doesn't matter, you know, if they're attractive, if they're unattractive, they're married to them, if they're not. Like, he just wanted to have sex with her because he could. He essentially, I think... Well, I don't know. Maybe he loved her. But from what came out in the story, it seemed like she was just essentially um, a, f- a fleshlight with legs that could also dust. Like, See, I she, I... she was just there. I could understand it. You know what I mean? Like, I can understand it as a man. Like, I think that if he's got to that position of kind of power and stuff, and he's probably used to having, like, women, you know, falling all over him. Yeah. So why wouldn't he? Well, that's... Co- well, because he's, he's got a wife. But knowing that... And when you have a wife, you're not meant to fuck the mate. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But the fact is, he did. And there's lots of guys who do that. Those guys make it so hard for guys like us to, <laughs> to convince our mates. girlfriends. No, <laughs> to <laughs> convince our girlfriends to let us have mates. Well, how, do you, how can you possibly say um, to your partner, yeah, look, I love you and i love you forever... But then if all of a sudden you could have sex with any woman in the world and they made it really, like, opportune and could keep it secret, then how could you not? Like, it would be hard. Well, you know what you do, I would have thought, is you don't, you know, you don't have anything convenient. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I think... That's right, because she was in the house all the time. Yeah, because I think that even if... Because the the, the urge to wank can come at very odd moments. Like, literally... He could have just come home from a game of tennis or right. whatever. He's made an orange juice. And he's like, you know what? I think I could blow a load. Yeah. And then rather than just getting his hand out, he he sees her like dusting the Yeah. Off. Well, he's like, she's going to have to clean it up afterwards anyway. So she might as well <laughs> do the whole job. <laughs> You're right. It's the yeah. convenience of having. Yeah. Because if he'd had to get in a car and drive to her house to have the affair. Yeah. But he'd be halfway there going, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. 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 It's he's ridiculous. got time to back out of it. Yeah but because she's in the room yeah yeah I mean I think that's the thing that's why you know that, that it is amazing the, the common sense it'll prevail once you've like come like you know the, oh. the, it's amazing the clarity you get like I, I know when I was single if I was unsure about whether or not I actually wanted to catch up with, the, with a girl yeah. I'd have a quick shuffle yeah. <laughs> quick, quick knuckle shuffle and if I still felt like I wanted to see it then yeah. I'm like, okay cool there's something worth pursuing Yeah, it's amazing what it does it, it's the come one clouds the brain it's the one time uh, that you really understand that we are still very much animals and, and guided by you know things that are beyond our control is that moment because you do literally you are a completely different person one second to the other the yep. way you're thinking about everything yep. and that's not because you're a bad person or because you're a devious person it's literally a physical thing that you just go where did that come from yeah. almost right and and then you have that immense clarity of mind straight afterwards where you're like, oh, no, I understand. Every- you suddenly see through the fucking matrix yeah. and you know where everything is and what place it should be. And you, 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 you even see into the future of all the bad repercussions whatever you were about to yeah. do would have had. Yeah. Like, you literally get that ability. Yeah. And that's why, Charlie, I think that men should be able to masturbate on quiz shows. <laughs> because sometimes when you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and your, your brain gets a bit foggy... Before you lock it in, you know you might have to knock one off. <laughs> Can you imagine that? When <laughs> one of your five options would like to phone a friend, or knock the top off, <laughs> knock the top. Thanks, thanks. Or, or you go, or they don't. They don't bring it in, but you just know that's how you think. And you think, well, I'm on the million dollar question. Like, you know, am I gonna? What What do I do? And he's like, Would you like to find a friend? He goes, Yes. <laughs> and they phone the friend, and the friend just talks dirty to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. That's right, though. Like yeah. before every yeah. significant decision you make in your life, you yeah. should have a wank beforehand because you'll never get the yeah. that same level of clarity. It would be awkward at the church when they say Charlie <laughs> <laughs> Clausen. <closer> <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, sex, <laughs> sexy things. Yes. Um, so uh, we were talking about the podcast and uh, so I've been hanging out with Greg and Dave a bit. Uh, yeah, Greg's been doing his clown from the neck Down show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. It's going really, really well. Dave tweeted something about um, stopping, a, like getting to a, almost getting into a fight. Um, did you see that? No. Yeah, he said that uh, he almost got into, a, I don't know how much he was like playing it up, but he almost got into a street fight from, with some bogan who was getting rapey. And what I couldn't work out was the bogan trying to rape him. Oh, or just rapey in general. Yeah, just rapey in general. Yeah, probably. Just generally raping. <laughs> Welcome to Melbourne. Yeah. Our bogan where the bogans are rapey. <laughs> um, so I was hanging out uh, with them the other night and uh, we we're at a place called The Toff, which is um, in Swanson Street in the city. There's a great Monday night show called The Shelf that Justin Hamilton, friend of the show... Uh, Um, runs and it's it's an amazing night of entertainment like it was literally one of the best gigs I've ever been involved with Uh, but so we've gone next door because it's up you know it's that beautiful you know bars up there and it's it's a really nice place to have a drink and stuff so we've gone next door into this booth and one of the guys from the venue so in the the middle of the room if you can imagine there's like three booths on one side and three booths on the other side and you can pull across these little like confessional doors yeah exactly they're awesome have privacy right yeah but it's not, like, completely private. No, you can, it's like lattice work. You can yeah, still see and through. it's like, yeah, that's exactly right. So, so it has, yeah, you know, it's kind of faux privacy. So the guy from the bar has uh, come up and tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, come and have a look at this. And he's taking me on a lap around. And in the end booth, um, this guy is going down on his girlfriend. No shit. Yeah, just at a bar on a Monday night. Wow. 11 o'clock on a Monday night in Melbourne. A guy is going down on his girlfriend in a bar, in a crowded bar. Wow! In a barely, he went. This guy's booth. He went to the toff to get off. <laughs> um, so, uh, how was it? Was there a crowd, or did it only just you and the waiter? No, oh, I, you the I, yeah. Room? Obviously, the boss had like clocked it. Clocked it, and then he's obviously thought it'd be funny to show me. Wow. He's like, "We'll will be the person in this room who'll appreciate it the most," and he was right. <laughs> so then I started. I started. So where was she she sitting, and he was down on his knees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, fucking hell. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I've been to that bar. It's not that private. Here's my favourite bit of it. She wasn't really into it, like, well, from the look on her face, anyway. I think she's a prostitute because it seems like the kind of thing. Oh, it's like a. It's my thing. Hey, it's a. Yeah, yeah, I like to go down on girls, and and, where there's a chance we could get caught. You know what? Maybe that is. Did she look like a prostitute? Well. Did she look like Julia Roberts? Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, I mean, I think she would have been a... You would have been paying a decent amount for the, okay. you know, for the service. Yeah. But she could have been a Was he attractive? You can see. Just I can see the, the back, back of his head. head. <laughs> he was on his knees. Because if he was like an ugly dude, then yeah. that gives my theory more credence. They seem to be about the same age. Like, okay. I would have thought they were age appropriate. Okay. Well, maybe not. Because mm. young guys don't pay for sex. <laughs> well, they're both... No, I would have said they're both sort of in their sort of mid 20s to mid 30s bit right. hard to tell but somewhere in that zone so uh how long did you watch for no well, i did so i did the lap with the the boss of the place and then um i took justin back for a lap and then i gathered quite a crowd for the next <laughs> lap but by the time we all got back no, that stopped all right yeah did they know you reckon oh, i reckon by the third time i took it People were around cheering and applauding and high fiving outside their room. I reckon they thought maybe someone had cottoned on. Last year, after the grand final, we're around at um, our mate Tim's place, and uh, he's got this really sweet pad with like a uh, his bedrooms in a loft, like the top of a loft. And uh, I was up there, and I noticed like something happening across at the neighbours, which is about you know fifty meters away, but it's like this two story kind of apartment building. And uh, it was this couple who... I I thought, well, okay, they're about to have sex. And sure enough, they started to have sex. I was so excited that I went downstairs and rallied up, like everyone who was at the house, like 30 people. I was like, quick, everybody, you better come see this. And went running back. And everyone was very, like, kind of curious. But within 30 seconds, you realized, oh, my God, like, sex can be kind of boring and embarrassing and not that much fun to watch. Oh, particularly when it's the amateurs. But this like, is the I thing. mean, you've seen a fair bit of professional sex on the internet. But I like amateur stuff on the internet yeah. more than the professional but stuff. But that's amateur stuff that's not... Like, even when it's amateur, it just means that there are people who aren't professional porn stars. They've put some work and effort into it because they know that somebody's watching them having sex. Yeah, you're right. Whereas, that's a good point. Whereas, essentially you've gone I really like footy and then you see two people just having a kick at the footy Yeah, and you're yeah, like oh I don't like well, that, is, oh, that was well a- yeah that was kind of not, that's a fairly apt analogy <laughs> because there was no kind of beginning middle and end it was literally like when I got up there they were sort of making out in the bed yeah. and then she took off her, her pants and she kind of started straddling him but I couldn't work out like she just was, she was, there was, so, there was this minor movement, like there's a little mm. rocking motion. And that's when I called everyone up to say, I mm. look, they're having sex. And then there was some dispute about, no, they're not having sex. And I'm like, well, why don't you take her pants off? And he's going to naked in the bed and blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's probably irrelevant to the story. <laughs> no, no. The side, no, we, it. we promised people a few weeks ago, we'd read a penthouse forum, letter. <laughs> we never did that. This is as good as they're going to get. This is close enough. So, uh, the girl, <laughs> start that, the story again, but say, I never thought this, this would what happen to me. Yeah. So then the girl gets off the dude and she goes to put her pants back on Mm -hmm. and looks like it's over. And then he does something, which I think looks like by this stage, by the way, I'm the only one watching and I'm there fucking taking notes. The guy reaches over to the bedside table and sort of taps it and she stops and takes her pants back off and then gets back on him again. Now, I think maybe she was a lady of the night. And that his time was up or, you know, she'd only, you know, agreed to do, go to a certain level and then he just sort of slapped something down the bedside table. Or this makes any girl have sex with you. Uh, I think uh, there's a third option. If I was going to go all uh, CSI on you and try to yeah. pick it apart, I would say that perhaps maybe they weren't having sex at the start. Maybe they were like, you know, sort of... Canoodling. Canoodling. And then she's gone, nah, I can't do it. I'm not on the pill or whatever. And he's like, no, nah, I've got a condom here. And he puts a condom uh, on. Ah, yeah, right. That is a good third theory. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. it was dull. It was dull. I didn't, even, I, I didn't even stick around to the end because it was just like, oh man, these guys are so boring. Like put some effort into but it. Also, but also... But they had all the lights al- on. They're in a two-story yeah. apart, like a house, two-story house, all glass windows. And they know that, like, they're facing their neighbours and had all the lights on. Well, maybe they're into that. Maybe that's their thing. Yeah, maybe. Well, if you're going to get people to watch, though, like, do, do a good something. job. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing with real sex as well, is that there's not as much... Um, like, I guess that, you know, when they make pornography and whatever, that they film it from angles and stuff to make it look more exciting and to look, look make it look like... There's more in and out and mm. stuff like that, but when in real life, like there's in and out that doesn't really like it's not like sometimes in porn movies, like one of them's on the other side of the room to the other one, and they just sort of like going in and out, and you're like, oh, my god, the what is distance this? Here. <laughs> but but real sex is just a bit more like two people just rubbing up against each other. Well, you know what the real real sex has? Well, it's been it's kind of merged, I reckon, in the last ten years. But pornography is like. Like, if you see, like, a typical sex scene in a porno, it's almost like a um, like a, a, a teaser for the Kama Sutra. Oh, yeah. It's like, we're going to give you five minutes of each uh, of each flavor, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. But I don't think normal sex works like that, because there's something that you like, and there's something that your partner likes, and you sort of, you know, you'll give and take. and But you're not going to go into 48 different fucking maneuvers for the sake of experimentation. Maybe you do that over a long period of time, but I think when you, you know... When you just really want to get off, you're like, "Well, I, I like this." Yeah, <laughs> you're, not, you're not going oh. like you, you save that shit for holidays. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, you know, romantic occasions. Yes, it's a romantic occasions. Anniversaries, occasion. yeah. holidays, yeah. time away. Yeah, <laughs> you woke up, you had bloody Marys once the hypnols <laughs> kicked in. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean though. Yeah. That's, of course. Um, uh, so I uh, brought in something. I brought in a couple of articles today. Well, you didn't bring it in because we're in your hotel room. Okay, well, I brought them into my hotel room from the paper shop where I bought the papers. So, actually, I'll go with this one first. My parents owned a paper shop. Until it blew away. Is that one of your jokes that you're going to do at the podcast? Because I predict we will have no trouble making fun of you. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm sure you probably saw this story, but it's just worth uh, going over. The headline, of course, is, uh, Holy caped crusader, is that a bat? (laughs) Uh, it's from Washington. And uh, the story starts like this. Police pulled a man over on uh, Route Route 29 in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland? Maryland? Maryland, oh, Maryland I think. Maryland? Yeah. Maryland? I think that's in Maryland. Okay, cool. Uh, Maryland. No, Maryland. Maryland. Where do you live, boy? Maryland. In some sort of Maryland? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't from around here. You're from Maryland. And you got a pretty... <laughs> <laughs> um... So, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter where it is. Uh, Last week, because of a problem with his plates. Yeah. Do you know what the problem with his plates was? Bat symbol. Yeah. Uh, This would not ordinarily make international news, but the car was a black Lamborghini. The number plate was the Batman symbol, and the driver was Batman, dressed head to toe in his full superhero uniform. I mean, that I love already. Yeah. Like, if you're rich enough to own a Batsuit and a Lamborghini then why are you not Batman, Batman? <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, like stop like wasting our time Why are you fucking doing that <laughs> shit you owe it yeah exactly you're not paying anything in tax I honestly had someone argue with me the other day they said I said it's brilliant because he's just being Batman no but he was doing it for a reason right yeah I will yeah. get to that but and, and I was like but the other thing about it is that Batman is just a rich guy with a cool car yeah. who dresses up like Batman yeah he's the one superhero that you literally can emulate uh, like to be i mean not the only one yeah i think well, you probably <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> don't, but don't please no. don't yeah, please don't <laughs> but this is my point is that like you know to be spider-man you've got to go and like hope that you're bitten by a radioactive spider yeah. or to you know it'd be daredevil you've got to have some you know blinding accident and, you know <laughs> <laughs> always involves some tragedy yeah there's some tra- like that's going to happen though yeah. you know you, you, you don't just one day like go through puberty and then you're the Hulk. Yeah. Like, shit has to go wrong. Yeah. Right? So, but Batman is just He'd essentially... took it on himself. A rich guy who dresses up like a bat and fights crime. Yeah. So he's the one you can have a crack at. Well, it's like the Penguin says in Tim Burton's uh, uh, Batman Returns. He says to Batman, you're jealous because I'm a real freak and you have to wear a mask. Wow. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, all right. Uh, Jokers soon emerged. Well done. Author of this, The Washington Post. No one's put their name to it at The Washington Post. (laughs) It's just come out under The Washington Post. Jokers soon emerged. Let him do his job, one wrote. Batman has expensive taste, said another. That makes no sense sense at at all. all. Because a Lamborghini is heaps less expensive than the real Batmobile would be. Yeah, and Bruce Wayne's 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 a fucking billionaire. billionaire. (laughs) that billionaire. Has anyone said that billionaire has expensive taste? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, others had questions such as did they make him take off his mask no they didn't Even- they didn't no ah, that's no, interesting I thought yeah. that would be like the first thing they'd say yeah I assume so lower your cow sir yeah <laughs> but they let him keep it on maybe his ID has him in the mask have you ever heard the word "cal" in any other context besides Batman Uh Australian actor Brendan Cowell. (laughs) (laughs) Touché. Uh, Okay, so they didn't make him take off his mask. Even uh, Montgomery County police honour a superhero code of conduct, just like Howard County officers who once helped him with a flat bat tyre. Batman told officials his real name was not Bruce Wayne, but Lenny B. Robinson. Lenny B? Yeah. Speaking words of wisdom. Lenny B. That was his original identity. Yeah. That's why he had to start dressing as the bat. And his real plates were in the car. Um, Batman is a businessman from Baltimore County who visits six... six How come you said Batman is a businessman? (laughs) Why didn't you say Batman is a businessman? Why did you... It's a good point, actually. (laughs) If I was Jay-Z, that's what I would have said. That man is a businessman. Business man. So let him handle his business. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Said one Joker Jay Z <laughs> of NYC. <laughs> uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, so anyway, he he visits sick children in hospitals, handing yeah. out Batman at paraphernalia to up and coming superheroes who first need to beat cancer and other diseases. Does it say anything about um, like Warner Brothers endorsing it or DC? I mean, are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed to go out and like... Just like Batman and hand out Batman toys? Yep. What Why if not? he got caught with a hooker in the bat suit? Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what? I there was just so many attachments I would imagine he would have on his utility belt. It <laughs> 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 would be handy in that situation. Holy flashlight, Batman! <laughs> um... No, but I mean, they, they would have uh, uh, an interest in protecting their brand, both Warner Brothers and uh, DC. Well, if this guy's getting publicity for being Batman, surely someone's going to have to have a word to him. Yeah, but here's what he's getting publicity for: helping sick ch- children in hospital. Not fucking a prostitute in an alleyway. <laughs> yeah. So I reckon when but that, that, when that scenario that, arises. <laughs> but having said that, if he's paid for the costume, yeah. he owns it. He owns the costume. And it's so they've given away the rights. It's commercially by available. Costume. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Warner Brothers! Yeah. Come get us! Why, why are you trying to stop this guy from helping sick kids? Another news today: Will Anderson <laughs> and his friend Charlie Clausen arrested in Batman suits, fucking prostitutes <laughs> in an alleyway. In a statement to police, they said, "Fuck you, Warner Brothers! You can't do shit. We own these suits." I, I do. Their I, lawyers have asked for the death penalty. <laughs> I do wonder with this Batman. It doesn't say. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't say in this story, but whether he does the voice. Because Here kid I hope you get over cancer (laughs) That's I mean that's probably gonna be Life is for a living Yeah Molly isn't here today Where is she? (laughs) Anyway that was good But I I brought in another article as well Yeah Is it also superhero related? No No it's But just related to something That we've Talked about on this show before And I just (laughs) thought There was a couple of crackers here That you might enjoy Alright uh, it's uh, it's, oh, a, it's yes. a page from the Herald Sun. I can Herald see Sun. what it is. I'm so happy. This is a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a page from the Herald Sun. Uh, Lee Patch's uh, movies. Yes, uh, his guide. Um, now uh, I've got uh, there's three movies here, and I'm going to get you to see if you can guess. Yeah, what the the tagline was. Okay. Uh, now the first one is uh, for the uh, movie The Lorax. Have you seen The Lorax? No, but it's a Dr. Seuss you read the right? book. Cartoon, yep. yeah. And he's actually done the review uh, like as a Dr. Seuss. Seuss. Do you want me to read a little bit of it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because yeah. okay. that might help me figure out what... All right, the- yeah, cool. There's this movie, The Lorax, and I think you should know, old Doc Seuss would loathe it, he just wouldn't go. Mm. When Seuss wrote The Lorax, t'was a swift impact read, an eco-friendly message, and some biz about needs. But the movie, the movie, well, what can I say? If it ran just ten minutes, it would still waste your day. Fucking hell, this is scathing. Look, there is good stuff in there, and of course there should be. The love for our planet and its truffle of trees. But the movie, the movie, it often goes slack. Too much loud, brash cartooning. Voiced by Efron, brackets, the Zac). That's pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, for what little goes right, there's so much going wrong many preachy montages and the odd cheesy song. (laughs) When the story departs from the doc's famous scribbles, all enjoyment dies down from a rush to a dribble. It won't take a curmudgeon to become rightly miffed by so much time devoted to Taylor, brackets the Swift. (laughs) Sure, there'll be some who say, well, it's great for the kids. But in a world where there's Pixar, such thoughts hit the skids. And the Lorax himself, he's an upstanding guy. If the Earth can be saved, he'll do more than just try. But his warnings of danger to our air, sea and land are smothered and drowned out by antics so bland. So who should attend? Let me put it, nicer. Nisla? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck happened there? So who should attend? Uh, let me put it, nice nicer? It's a maybe it's a maybe for oncelers, and a no go for twice. Okay. Yeah, he's Is just, that as a Zeus you thing. Yeah. Right, he, okay. Oh, there's the once there's the, the once-lers are the their characters in the so he's obviously He lost me there, but yeah. I'm not a I'm not a Zeus aficionado, so Oh the movie, the movie, it's not much of a show. Old Doc Seuss would loathe it, he just wouldn't go. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what's his one line review? Shit. Can you give me a hint? It's four words. words. Fuck this film. Shit. (laughs) 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 And I just want to say, it's fuck this film, full stop, shit, full stop. I love that you counted that on your fingers and still <laughs> came up short, which I loved. Um, okay, uh, I'll give you a little bit. It starts with the word no. <clears throat> no, uh, so there's so no need for it. Something it. Is it a doctor pun or a Lorax pun? It's a. Um, uh, it, uh, the fact that it's a poem. Okay. Well, is we'll a clue? Okay. Um, so something like there's no rhyme or reason or something like that Charlie Clawson no reason just rhyme high five (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell alright next that's the distinctive Toe Fop high five sound that can only be made by my big hands and your tiny stubby (laughs) fingers distinct trademarked Uh, okay um Look, uh, I'm going to skip past, even though it's next on the page, uh, the review for um, Mirror Mirror, which is the, you know, the new Snow White, uh, yeah, yeah, because I think that's that's my favourite of the three. Okay, so, so bring, let's save the best for last. Yeah, we'll save the best for last. Uh, now, this next uh, movie is um, A Dangerous Method. Which is the new David Cronenberg film, Yep, stars. starring Viggo Mortensen and Michael the Cock Fassbender. Correct. And Keira Knightley. Yep. Uh, as Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud? Yes, correct. And is Freud... Or Jung is having an affair with a young Russian woman, is that right? Yes. Is it based on the true story or is it like a fantasy revisionist history? Uh, they got Michael Fassbender to play him because he's well-jung. <laughs> Come on, I'm here all week. Well-jung. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. I'm trying not to laugh, but it's actually pretty good. I'm actually gutted, I didn't think of it. <laughs> And I'm actually gutted that Patch didn't think of it as his fucking tagline. <laughs> I don't know. If at, like, least, at least Fastman is well young. I'm not. I'm not sure. Under his uh, childhood Lorax poem, he would be doing Michael Fastman. Has got an awesomely big cock material. Okay. <laughs> but sure. Uh, uh, so I'll, I'll give you the headline because okay. that'll, that'll give you a little bit of. A... I'm interested to see what he thinks of this film because I think it looks dope. Uh, well, he gave it three stars. Oh, it's not so good. Uh, and well, he gave the Lorax. What do you think of a three star review? I, I'd probably if I was interested in it I'd go and see the that's film if enough. it's a three star review yeah that says to me I will like enough of it if I'm already bought into the the concept of it but it wouldn't sell me on something that I it, that I didn't want to see yeah fuck I just spilled beer on your floor <laughs> whatever did you see did you not see the gaffer tape that's holding the stairs together outside this room yeah like, I don't want to bitch about this hotel while I'm still taking this hotel because they, <laughs> but can they do might stuff, all be listeners but the fact that you have just spilled Crown Lager on the floor now added value to this room because at least, if you pass out on the floor, you might be able to lick some beer out I of the guarantee carpet. Guarantee it's not the first liquid to have been expunged onto this carpet. Oh, you would not want to put a CSI blue light in this room, and I mean that's just from when I've been here. <laughs> Come on, uh, Shrink's feud is uh, Freud with danger. So he's done a pun in the headline yep. too. No, this Shrink, is chewed. Well, the, the headlines have puns as well. This is okay. The one for the, well, the, Lorax the Lorax was. Lorax pun. Every, every <laughs> <laughs> I just knocked over another beer. Okay. I've knocked over two. The value of this room has doubled in the last <laughs> Shit. minute and a half. Sorry. Okay, get going. Uh, every which way but Seuss. oh that's awesome. Fuck, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. So that's a headline. Every which way but Seuss. I didn't realize he topped and tailed the puns. Not always. Right. So, um, Shrink's feud is, uh, Freud with a danger. Amazing. What, uh, do you think the tagline was? Oh, uh, can you tell me if you liked it or disliked it? Well, three stars. So, my, middle. It does, to just, be honest, just read read a bit of it. Just read me a passage or give me the, the cliff notes just so I can get a sense of... Because if he's bagging out a certain actor or something, that might be... Okay, right. all right, sure. Yeah. An undeniably fascinating and achingly formal period drama. A dangerous method... Uh, transports the viewer to a crucial crossroads in the evolution of modern psychoanalysis. Right. Uh, most of you probably nodded it off during that opening paragraph. Go and get a coffee, and I'll wait for you below. Is uh, this you or him? No, no that's, <laughs> that's, that's what he said. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, there's due to be a head-on collision between two famous founding fathers of therapy for the mind. But being the early 1900s and all, it's going to take yonks to happen. Yeah. The cars didn't go that fast back then, remember? No, let's not no, read more of it skip that yep. okay so it's a middling review he admired it but didn't think it was 100% successful correct there's a pun in it there's, there's a pun the is there a pun related it? to one of the actors no is it related to psychoanalysis it, to one of the psychiatrists okay so it'd be Freud so it's something along the lines of um, this film's a real motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> some people at the Herald Sun office are like Lee seems to be losing his touch <laughs> with the buns yeah <laughs> like um uh uh okay um this oh, film I mean, this it, film is certainly Freud and Furious <laughs> that's not bad actually uh no it's the other uh Jung okay yep. um this film is extremely well Jung <laughs> Uh, a middling film about the young and the restless. Charlie. No. The young and the restless. No shit. Yes. Fuck me. I fucked. <laughs> All right. Good. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. No. Well, you know what? Me and Lee Patch. Yeah. You you get it <laughs> wrong. Kid you get it wrong a few times. <laughs> so essentially, this podcast is like an episode of House. Yeah. <laughs> you get it wrong a few, th- and then you're like, oh, I know it. All right. The final one. The last, but uh, definitely not least. Uh, kids classic gets new life. Um, okay, so he's given it three stars as well. Which is this one? Uh, this is the Snow... Mirror, Mirror. Mirror, Mirror, right. Yep. Which is the Snow White one. Or Mirror Squared. For With each, starring words. Julia Roberts and Lily Collins. How could a guy's as Phil Collins have produced a daughter as beautiful as Lily Collins? Uh, is that his daughter? Lily Collins? No, I don't know if she's his daughter or not. I think she's his daughter, yeah, definitely. Well, her last name's Collins and that's a pretty unusual name, so... Have you seen her? No. She's really you'd dig her. She's okay. totally up your she's like raven head, pale skin, like Okay Doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> Hates comedy. You dig her. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're hot and you don't like me. You're everything I look for in a woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. So I don't think he's um I don't think he loved it. Right. Uh, so, it's it would un- be pretty shit. An uneven but effective enough children's flick, this one. What saves the day is the classic source material, a bedtime story bestseller entitled Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, written by two German blokes called Grimm. Might have a future, this pair. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, that's yeah. kind of how it... And <clears throat> he doesn't like it. How many stars? Two. He uh, has given it three stars. That's a bad. So he's been in the same league as... The other one, the young one. Yeah. Um, okay. So, is the pun to do with Cinderella? Is that the, is that the Cinderella's the Snow White and the oh. Seven Dwarfs? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've got to be honest with you. If the pun had to do with Cinderella, I would think that Lee's losing his touch. Right. Uh, uh, white, like your old, uh, I hate this film. Shoot. Um, you won't. Uh, this dopey film is no white knight. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a bit more information. Okay, um, the reason I think this one's the best one is it's a two parter. Okay, he's really done two different puns. So the first half of the sentence uh, concentrates on the mirror. Yeah, and then the second half of the sentence has a play on the uh, uh, the title character's name. Okay. Something about white mirror, something about a crack in the mirror, crack, this filmmaker was on crack, (laughs) white snow, snow is a pseudonym for cocaine, (laughs) you put cocaine on a mirror, let's all do a line of coke. Is there something like that? Am I getting close? <laughs> no, mirror. Mirror, mirror, no, no. white. Mirror snow. mirror, snow. Snow. Snow's good. Mirror, snow. Um, there's, there's something about a blizzard. The fuck this is hard. Mirror. Uh, objects in the rear view mirror <laughs> may appear snowier than they are. Ah, oh, no, you're going to... I don't know. Okay. Upon reflection, uh, there's no business like snow, snow business. Fucking leap, hatch. Yeah. Clap it in. He is brilliant, man. Like... <laughs> because we make fun of him but I actually do have a lot of, I mean he's done this for almost like what, 10 years now he's been reviewing and I remember fun. when he started out like he used to be a reviewer for In Press. he used mm. to write reviews and I remember reading his reviews going oh, this guy's really funny Like yep. he, back then he was much nastier he had like a bit more of a fuck you yep. kind of attitude but now you know he writes for a mainstream mag but he's found a new way to kind of keep me interested and also I imagine keep him interested in writing about films he's not interested in writing about yeah like he sits That's a challenge Isn't it he's, he's gone I'm never going to be Margaret and David But I can fucking Belt out a Lorax poem As a review And people enjoy that But he's their Head film reviewer Yeah Like he's their head guy Which means basically I imagine I mean I don't know. I reviewed films for a while Was it Was it great Yeah it was It was awesome But there was definitely Like a hierarchy There's a, a certain reviewer <laughs> Probably shouldn't go with <laughs> we've spoken Yeah Have we spoken about Yeah we've spoken about this Before <laughs> Okay um, oh we've spoken about it in private I don't think we've spoken about it on the podcast before but it doesn't it at the movies in sh- the merchandise? Huh? Is this is yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 no, we've talked about that on the podcast Okay. well anyway so Twine. this guy <laughs> <laughs> there was this hierarchy when you went to because they, they had special screenings for media yeah. so it's normally at like 10 o'clock on a Wednesday morning or something like that so uh, that's the first problem Is because I quite like to get stoned before I see a film Yeah. <laughs> any film it just yeah, makes it better makes the film better but, um, the filmmakers of, should, should want you to do that. <laughs> You're much more likely to give them a good review. Like, I didn't see much of the film, but the popcorn was delicious. Excellent. Did you know if you put m and and popcorn together? Oh, so amazing. tasty. <laughs> um, but, there's this, uh, but yeah, so Jim would turn up and he would be... And by the way, you know how bad the film is based on how well they treat you at a screening. Yeah, excellent. When, when I went and saw Russell Brand's uh, like Arthur at a screening, we went to uh, Gold Class at, uh, it, it, the, on Chapel Street, uh, the movies there, and we were in their screening room, and they said, oh no, you can order anything off the gold glass, Anything. Anything. And they so they literally, we had pizza, wow. and then we had like chips and stuff, I've then we drank it was like, I oh, know, I was like, this movie must be so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're giving us like $100 worth of food each, and some vouchers to the pancake parlor. I never got any shit like that, but yeah, there, were, there, there was a certain kind of hierarchy to the reviewers, because I was, only, I was running for a street mag. I was yeah. running for InPress at the time. And... Um, if you were writing for one of the main, you know, the broadsheet or the tabloid, then you were the kind of King Kong. And then every other bloggers came in like a kind of very distant second. And then yeah. I, and a street, street press came in the very, very last. But um, it's a good way to see films for free. Yeah, I mean, I, there is, sometimes I wonder if but I... But you hate films. Why, did, why would you wonder if that's the best job in the world? You'd hate that. I mean, I don't think it would be ideal for me. But no. I like going to the movies. But you don't like movies. No. You like going to That's how movie. little I like movies. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like a person who hates football but goes to the MCG because I just like being in a crowd and, you know, eating a pie. it's kind of funny because we have talked about how I don't really enjoy comedy. <laughs> you don't really enjoy movies. No. I don't really enjoy comedy. And that's the secret of this. odd success. success. <laughs> 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 well, we tolerate each other's professions yeah. if this was actually a real radio show like at a commercial like, radio network that would be the, the way they uh, were pitching the, it to people it. Yeah, yeah. One, one guy, guy <laughs> hates film the other guy hates comedy one's a comedian one's a filmmaker what's this? facts fly yeah. after two weeks every listener's like all they do is talk about Batman yeah. <laughs> they, they both seem like Batman and football <laughs> why didn't they concentrate more in the marketing about the things they have in common that they'll talk about <laughs> I uh I love going to the movies. I just think the qua- if I could go to the movies I was just telling you before, I just watched the final series of like that well not the final, the the most recent series of Sherlock. Yeah. Again for the I reckon it's the fifth time I've seen the final episode. It's a good show. It's unreal. It just looks so great, it's so well written, it's it's beautifully I just love it. If You know if, he's in the uh, he's in the new Star Trek. Sherlock. Yes. Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumber- about Come on, my bunch. Bun. <laughs> he would have had such a hard time at school. I'm Why don't they call him fucking Benedict then? If your surname is Cummerbund. Well, you're trying to you, you're, you're, you're trying to distract from Cummerbund. If you last, <laughs> come patch. No, it's you, what's his name? Benedict. C- Benedict <laughs> Cummerbund. <A> it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Benedict Cummerbund. It's Benedict Campbell <laughs> <Benedict Cumberbatch. laughs> I'm sure Cumberbatch. I'm sure he has like It's a Benedict Cumberbunch. It's not come a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they had to call him Benedict, to distract people from the fact that his name was a literal translation of what it meant to come a bunch. Uh. <laughs> he would come all the time. That's, you know, the bakers were called bakers because they baked, yeah. and he came a bunch. so yeah, they it's like Cumberbunches. T- Pussy Galore, Benedict, yeah. Benedict bunch. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna. I'll Are at, you gonna Google it? I'll look at the day today. Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm pretty sure it's Cumberpatch. It's like you're doing a vocal exercise. <laughs> Benedict. The arsonist had webbed toes. Um, Benedict. Cumberbatch I told you motherfucker what was I saying not that I was saying cum, Cumberbatch cumber what did I say we need to go to the fucking video umpire Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> you can't even say and you're looking right at it Benedict Cumberbatch Cumber or Cumber Cumberbatch cumber Cumberbatch that is Cumberbatch <laughs> it is pretty much Cumberbatch They changed it a little bit yeah yeah no he's good he's really good I'll tell you who is unreal he's in kind it of too. ugly too reckon? He looks like a Otter. Otter. He, oh, there's <laughs> that tumbler I put it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm. But he is so good as Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Like in this thing, it's just absolutely amazing. He he nails the character. But I'll tell you who is off the hook. Fucking Martin. Tim from the office. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nails the shit out of that. Like. Well, you know the good thing about the new Sherlock? Because I we've talked about Sherlock before, because mm. my first exposure was the Robert Downey Jr. film. I'd never really been into Sherlock Holmes, obviously. No, and that won't help you be into Sherlock Holmes? No, I watched the first 10 minutes and turned it off because yep. it was just so bad. But uh, watching that show is you... Obviously, it's like a contemporized version, but you can understand why the character has been so popular and why it's so interesting and has endured for so long. Only, but that's... Maybe I'm one of these ADD fucking kids who... <laughs> kid, 35-year-old kid. But they needed to make a show like that so I could understand what the appeal of the character was. I understand... I, I think that's totally right. And they've done such a great job. They do this visual technique where they'll show the what he's yeah. seeing. And it, it's fascinating. And, but the characters are so hilarious and the dialogue is... Uh, I look, I'm obviously a big fan of it. But my point being that if, if, you could, if you told me that tomorrow I could go to gold class at Hoyts and watch the, final, the final episode of Sherlock again... I would fucking line up for that every day. Yeah. It's just that when I go to the movies to team. see movies, they always fucking disappoint maybe me. Maybe they'll do that, though. That's actually not fucking crazy because TV shows are getting so good now and they're having, like, screening parties, yeah. you know. You could probably, like, work out a deal with a cinema. To, I mean, because technology is getting so good, you could probably stream it live into a theatre. You could sell out Gold Class to, what you know, the opening se- season of Boardwalk Empire or something like that. Totally. I'd fucking go. Like, yeah, run it as a. Particularly if it's that sort of thing that's a bit self contained and you can show it all in one night. Or, yeah. Or like, you know, just put, show two episodes back to back so you get your money's worth. Yeah. That's a great idea. Or just for an opening night of something. Like, yeah. you know, as in, or a final episode. It'd be a great final episode thing. You can see the final episode of this. We shot it and it, you know, it's going out in movies. Oh, you mean, so when you wrap the series up, yeah, you'll say, "Hey, we're going to make a film." But they they kind of do that now. Yeah, but I mean, as the final episode, which then would get played on TV. But isn't that as what well, the films are? Aren't the Sex and the City, the Sex and the City movies like, "Hey, this is where we"? No, because they've always been done as kind of open ended. After yeah, but they've also always been done as kind of afterthoughts. The movies, yeah, like, right, they never not like we're not going to resolve up. everything. Like if the final episode of Lost had been a movie, yeah, like. Well, yeah, the X Files kind of tried that, didn't they? Yeah, but again, it's not a lost episode; it's like no. a different yeah. iteration. It's a good idea. I think that's actually not that's not crazy, because they're, they're losing money. Like people, less and less people are seeing films. More and more people are kind of like downloading, watching TV shows. Like I think that's a way to get kind of people back into cinemas. It's not a bad idea. Mm. But so I would do that. Uh, but would people go? I don't know. I, I mean, mean why, is, do, why do people go to movies? To make it a night. To yeah. make a night of something. So you could, I guess, it's exactly the same so thing. Depends how big a fan you are. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I just, I'm trying to think if there's any shows I'm a bigger fan of, like Breaking Bad or, or Boardwalk, that I would go... You'd want to go and see them on the big screen. Big screen. But Why to be a show that looks good on the big screen, too. Game, Game of Thrones could probably do it. Yeah, totally. That's perfect. All right, well, let's pitch that to them. <laughs> <laughs> Cut <laughs> us in a bit of that uh, yeah. George R R Martin money. Yeah, exactly. Why does he need two R's? Because he's a pirate. Ah, no. uh. <laughs> uh, we're going to wind this up because yeah. uh, you've got to do a show and I've got to um, oh, fall asleep under a bridge um, guys honestly thank you so much for um, uh, your support of the show uh, keep the reviews up on iTunes yep. keep clicking that you like us because that's what's keeping us up in the charts I mean look here's a little insider secret we don't have as many listeners as Hamish and Andy or Ricky Gervais no but I iTunes think, I assume that wasn't a secret to anybody <laughs> well I don't know maybe some people don't I did have someone Facebook me say oh my god you're more popular than Ricky Gervais and it's like no <laughs> a, there's some sort of mysterious algorithm yeah it is it's yeah. like a goodwill hunting yeah. kind of like and the only person issue. who knew it was Steve Jobs so now What's it has to be like it. that forever <laughs> that's right we are the number two <laughs> show um, but it's really awesome for us because uh, look we do this for the love and it's just nice to sort of you know, see that there's people out there listening to it so keep up that yeah, um, that is unreal. Um, I still have uh, a week to go of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. They're my last shows and um, most of them are sold out, but there's still some tickets and I, I, I've really enjoyed doing the show. So, you know, if you're a fan of this show, you might enjoy coming to see me do my stand-up. you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at TweetFop. Oh, and sh- sorry, I should mention, I've got London shows, um, yeah, so which are on sale. It's now. Yeah. It's- on the barbie. I will. So I'll give you more details, but they're on my um, uh, website, willanderson.com.au if you're in London. I'm performing. It's such a bit of, it's like next to the Thames. It's like they have a big, it's like under Big Ben essentially, and it's in this giant blue inflatable cloud. I've never it's been like- to London, but my one uh, idea of, of the Thames is, you know, uh, back when you watched The Goodies? And yeah. they would go to the BBC, that title card, do, 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 and you'd see the terms. That's my only understanding of what London's like. Well, it's amazing. Like, I'm doing this, these shows, like just stand-up shows. They have a festival there, you know, and it's, it's a really wonderful... It goes for about three months, but... Three-month festival, really? Well, it's already on now, and I'm not there for another month and a half or something. Fucking hell. Yeah, so they run... Because shows just come in and do, like, you know, like I'm doing three or four nights, and that's... Yeah, some people do one night or whatever, and they just run it and run it and run it, and... But you walk to work, and from where I was saying last time, that would mean I'd walk through, um, like, King's Cross. No, through, um, what's uh, the... Uh, Piccadilly what, Station. Yeah, all that stuff. I'm sort just naming <laughs> everything I've seen on Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly. Yeah. But no, you walk through, like, all the... Trafalgar of, Square. Where the Red Light District, did, and all that sort of stuff, Soho, and okay. all that sort of stuff. Then you walk down towards your venue, and you're walking past castles, and yeah, right. like, it's... It is fucking it's Game of Thrones. I mean, I just lose my mind when I do it because I'm like, God, I'm. I was on some farm and now I'm telling jokes under Big Ben. Like, you know, it's 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 ridiculous. But anyway, so I'm doing London shows. I'm um, so it'd be awesome. Have you ever ridden a big uh, like a three seater bicycle around? Uh yeah, but only by myself. <laughs> it was really weird. I'm like, has anyone ever seen the other two goodies? I'm looking for the other two goodies. <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson I'm Will Anderson This episode was brought to you by Benedict Cumberbunch